Welcome to the Chamber's Elevated Conversations podcast. And now, your host, Dave Ekman. Good afternoon. I'm your host, Dave Ekman. Welcome to another edition of Elevated Conversations. Here today in this uh, January, middle January, talking to Mr. Charles Skinner, owner of Granite Peak Ski Area. Welcome, Charles. Good afternoon, Dave. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too, and, and glad you could join us today. Um, Charles, uh, this afternoon, what I wanted to do was talk to you on a couple topics and really give, give an opportunity for the community to meet you. Most people don't know you and understand where you're from and your, and your backstory. So um, let's start there. Uh, could you share a little bit of your backstory, your personal background, Charles? Well, I grew up in the ski business. My, uh, my father and mother started the ski area when I was an infant in 1960. And uh, that's where I grew up and learned to ski and uh, worked in the family business uh, all throughout my, my younger years. And, um, you know, after going to law school and uh, being out east and living that life for a while, I came back in 1990 um, as a young adult and uh, joined that family business, um, you know, making it the second generation uh, ski area. And that was Lutzen Ski Area at the time. And... Um, and then um, since then, I acquired uh, Granite Peak or became the leaseholder in, in 2000 and um, have been here for 20 years now. Wow, 20 years. It's gone fast, I imagine. It, it really has. It, um, time seems to go faster and faster the older you get. Um, so now you, let's talk about Granite Peak Ski Area. You took it over in 2000, you said. So you've been here 20 years. Um, what did you inherit when you when you took it over? What did you inherit, and as an owner, as a leaseholder, and then the growth since that time, Charles? Could you just share that story, please? Well, I inherited a, a, a proud history and a heritage with the skier that goes back to the '30s. Uh, strong community support for the continuation of, of skiing at, at Rib Mountain, and um, and. Um, a vision to to move it forward that uh, that the um, DNR had worked on with an outside consultant called the SE Group, and um, and I essentially started with that vision and and uh, have have moved it forward to where it is now. And so, growth about you know within the industry, the ski industry um, is has to be in in my mind um, doing. Doing different, do, doing differently well in this time because it's the one thing you can do outside. Have you seen a lot of growth over the last years, year? Um, well, over the last number of years, you know, we have done a lot of expansions. Uh, there's been new high-speed lifts. We've essentially rebuilt the base area and um, done, redone the snowmaking, et cetera, et cetera. And so we have seen some growth that's been proportionate with that investment over, over the past 20 years. Um, this past year, uh, if that's what you're asking about, was has been you know quite a quite a challenging time in many ways. Um, the you know, COVID really uh, struck um, the economy hard in in March, which was really uh, one of our busiest time periods of, of the ski season. So we lost a, a very large, a very sizable amount of our business last spring, March and April. And um, we really have very, very few summer operations. Weddings, of course, were canceled as well. But, um, 
you know, since then, there's been a, a real strong demand for outdoor recreation, whether it's the state park system or it's a vehicle campgrounds have, have seen very strong business this summer. And um, that, that strength has continued into this winter as well. Um, we've seen a strong customer, customer demand for anything outdoor recreation. And we've also been blessed with, with exceptional weather this winter. It's been, I, I can't remember a winter like this where we've not had these uh, stretches of cold weather or rain or usually both. Great, great. Uh, visitors annually. Uh, how how um, how's that been over the years? How many how many visitors do you entertain a year typically in a season? Um, we have from outside of our season pass holder pool. Um, we have a hundred mid mid one hundreds typically um, in skier visits, and um, and then you know maybe. Uh, 60% of that would be an additional amount of season pass holder visits. Um, and, um, you know, that, that, that grew quite significantly from 20 years ago, maybe a double, tripling, a doubling, something in that nature. Yeah. I started skiing again. Um, I took a 30-year break. Last time I skied was uh, um, back in 1990. And I, and over the holiday, Christmas holiday, I went to Granite Peak ski area and it's a big parking lot. And I was simply astounded to the depth of fullness of that parking lot. Um, and, but still, because you've put so many good things in place for your customers, your, the, those people that come to enjoy your facility, there was plenty of room for everybody there was it was people were distancing and being safe and wearing their masks um you know when i look at that charles the economic the economic impact of what granite peak ski area brings here with visitors uh from out of state many and the dollars they spend do you do you have any numbers that you can share with the audience in terms of the impact of the ski area on this community um, you know, I think we've done some, some, uh, you know, I wouldn't say economic impact report, but more of a, just kind of some calculations. And I, I think it's, you know, I would like to think it's in the 20, $20 million range or, or, or possibly more. Um, and that's, that's really important to, to us is to, to have that economic impact, but also to, to be a forum for, for recreation for, for the, you know, all of the central Wisconsin, the local population, that's an equally, if not a greater part of what we're trying to do here. And I, I think we, we are, we are doing that. We have, uh, about 4,000 season pass holders, and that was a large part of that, uh, um, number of cars that you saw there. And what we tried to do is to balance our traffic patterns out so that we can accommodate both our, out of town people who drive most of that economic impact as well as serve our our local population yeah um so when we look uh towards the future i know you have a vision um for uh, granite peak ski area and also rib mountain state park Could, would you share with our uh, audience what your vision is for your facility moving forward yeah um you know, as I said before, we've kind of finished the expansion that was originally envisioned when we when we 
became involved in 2000. And um, really, the next the next stage of it involves um, really satisfying the, the family customer completely. Um, so right now, our, our runs are kind of centered in one area, and family and beginner skiers can't take a lift to the top. So what we envision is, is an expansion of the skier that would really be focused on the family and the learning skier at about 40% more terrain and allow beginners and family members to go to the top. It would probably have a, a very customer friendly um, a lift, probably a gondola um, that is would also um, facilitate outdoor recreation in the summer, which is a second big goal for us is to is to help and work with WASA to to realize this vision of becoming a outdoor center for um, for outdoor recreation in in the region, really. Yeah. Um, so those are a couple of the the major points that we want to try to solve. Right. Um, from an economic development asset, just I wanted to go back to that number. Um, the CVB doing some information last year, Charles, when we were working with the DNR. That uh, impact was 20, you were right, it was about $21 million annually on the local economy with the ski area here. Um, so you're, you're right on in validating that number. So let's talk about one more item. So you, you, brought, you briefly talked about the pandemic in the spring, concluding your spring season in 2020. Let's talk about where we're at today. Um, you're you're hitting record numbers, as I understand, uh, in this in this time frame. The weather's on your side. You you make snow. You were making snow in October this past year, if I remember right, late October. Um, but in this pandemic, you have to, you've had to innovate. Could you share some of those innovations of how you've adapted and what you see sticking as you move forward? Um. Yeah, let me just comment on the, the record numbers. I mean, we we have put a cap on the maximum number of visitors that, that we'll have on any of our peak days. So our peak days have been quite a bit less than what they would normally be in a normal year. Um, but, you know, as I, as I said, we've had really good weather, so it's been very, very consistent. Mm -hmm. So, so far this year, we're about halfway through the ski season. Um, we're having a, a very good year. Um, one of the things that we will probably continue is, is to put a, a capacity cap on our peak days. Um, it's, it's allowed, it's just improved the experience a lot for, for everyone. And I think that the trade-off is well worth it. We have seen people um, move from, you know, a Saturday to a Sunday. So the, the number of people maybe doesn't decline as much. Um, and people are just spread out and have a much better experience. And, um, also, we've been um, limited to 25% capacity inside our chalets. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I don't think we'll limit it to that level, but I, I think we'll be at 50% or 70% in the future because, again, it, the, the base lodges are just much more spacious and much more enjoyable. And things like limiting the time that people can spend in the chalet, encur encouraging them to, be, to spend 30 or 40 minutes, has worked really well. Mm -hmm. And... You know, I just have to commend our customers for, you know, you have to love just the resilience and uh, good humor of Midwesterners. Um, they've been so happy to be skiing and to be outside and enjoying things that, that all of these other uh, restrictions have 
haven't seemed to have bothered our customers whatsoever. Yeah, um, I can tell you, uh, your staff, because I am a customer, um, and I've experienced your facility now three times, going again tonight with my daughter. Uh, it'll be her second time skiing. Um, your staff and facility are just wonderful, uh, very professional, easy to do business, um, and just a good experience overall. So I just want to commend you and your staff on that respect. Well, our, our staff comes from the same stock, a good humored and resilient uh, um, uh, group that our customers come from, and I couldn't be prouder of them. They've been they've been excellent. Uh, we have a new GM this year, which provides uh, a day-to-day -day, uh, level of, 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 of oversight and interaction with our customers and our staff that's been very, very nice. Yep. We've had a pleasure to meet him last week. Uh, nice young man, brought his family here from New Hampshire. Um, has has big vision uh, alongside of you um, with your facility. So closing question, Charles, my favorite skier of all time growing up, Franz Klammer, the downhill racer from Austria, just flying. Who's your who's your favorite skier of all time? Uh, my, I guess my 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 uh, favorite uh, racer was uh, Stenmark, and he he just won all of the set the records for that time frame and seemed to be kind of a magician, magician, both for slalom and GS and could do everything. Not so much on downhill, but uh, Franz Klammer was a, was a favorite of many, many people too. Oh yeah, I just, I, it's a cool name, Franz Klammer. You know, how can you yes. go wrong with that? Right. And be Austrian on top of it. So, well, you know, thanks for your time, Charles. If there's anything you'd like to just close with, um, if, you know, to speak to the viewers or, or potential guests, um, have, have, take at it. You know, I, I would also just like to give a call out for our elected officials, including our governor and our public health officials. Um, you know, we had a surge in the fall and uh, both Minnesota and Wisconsin took steps. And unlike the rest of the nation, our cases have been going down, um, you know, since November, and uh, that's you know set a good foundation for businesses like ours to to be able to operate at all. So, um, I just commend commend what they've done. Perfect, and I, I just want to encourage if you are from the Wausau region or if you're uh, proximate to it, right on the intersection of I-39 and Highway 29, um, you will see Granite Peak, Rib Mountain. And it is a treasure and encourage all of you, if you've not been to the park or to, or to the Granite Peak ski area, please do so. It's a good time from starting level skiers all the way up to professionals. Highest vertical drop in the, in, in the Midwest, Charles? Um, no, but it's one of the higher ones and yeah. it's uh, the highest in, in Wisconsin and, okay. um, you know, very close to, to the top of what other ones are. Well, Charles, thank you for your time uh, and, and for sharing your time on Elevated Conversations. Well, thank you, Dave, and thanks for the great job you and the Chamber do. You do a lot for this community. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast episode is a production of the Greater Wausau Chamber of Commerce.